All right, George, here okay. we go. Great. So pumped? Feel good? Pretty pumped. Pretty pumped. All right. <laughs> That's some, we're not going to put this in? This is just us getting ready. Everybody listening, we're not going to put this in the podcast. This is me warming up yeah. my voice. Get it right over this. Hey everybody, welcome back to Worst Scene, uh, the podcast where we watch movies. Very rare that you'll find that. At any rate, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do an introduction today. I'm not gonna talk. Oh. I was I was doing some edits earlier. Uh, you know, I edit the podcast. A lot of work goes into this. I, and I, I, I realize, not, I and I realize that because I keep a very close eye on how much each of us talks. I keep it noted down that I have spoken ten minutes more than George so far this season and i don't think that's fair i don't think that's right we strive to be equal here on we're seen so i would like to give george a chance to get a fair shake and to say his piece since mm-hmm. i've had so much more time uh to run my own mouth uh, okay. during during these episodes so george uh, why don't you take it away i'm going to be silent because um, uh, i want okay. it should be all you no no i'm not going to say a thing i want you to go okay. just kick it off get right in there starting now so I'm supposed to talk for 10 minutes straight? Oh. Uh, all right. I don't know. Um, welcome to Worst Scene, Best Scene. Uh, I've done this before. This shouldn't be this this uh, terrifying for me to do it right now. Okay, uh, it's a podcast, uh, obviously. Hopefully you know that. Uh, where we watch two movies, a good movie and a not-so-good movie. And then we take the we look at the worst scene, or we decide what the worst scene in the good movie is and what the best scene in the not so good movie is and then figure out which one is better um so i know he he said he wasn't going to talk so i'll just do this part for him i am one of your co-hosts george and also who you just heard from him uh is another one of your co-hosts richard and this is going very well so far um you know how about this i'll just take my 10 minutes in in different chunks over uh upcoming episodes if that's okay like a deferred payment like with the lottery so i can get like more of it maybe i think that's you have every right to use okay. your minutes uh I'll, in however however way you choose i'll invoke that right <laughs> so but that means that you you should invoke it powerfully yeah when you I, when you want to take your next three minutes and i'm talking you should stop just, me and say yeah. my time it's I'll just George mute time you. now. Yeah, I'll, I'll mute you on the call, and if we're doing it live, I'll just pull your fucking microphone out of the computer, or whatever the hell you use to record this garbage. What the fuck? Sorry, I got too forceful there. That's wow, wow, that's too much. That's too much. You're gonna right, get if... minutes docked. Yeah, I think, for, I think for talking I like lost, that. I just lost you know 45 seconds there. Um, all right, anyway, enough dicking around because we got plenty more dicking around to do. Um, but I, uh, we have with us a very, very special guest. Um, he is uh, a human being. Um, he's a more than that. He's a musician, and even more than that, um, he's he's a funk wizard. He's a big Prince fan. Um, but more importantly, he's our friend. Uh, we'd like to introduce Chalky. Hey, Chalky. Hey. 
Hey, George. Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me. I am so happy to be here. Uh, all I do is think about Prince <laughs> and tweet about Prince and talk about Prince to anyone that'll listen. So this is really special for me to come on a show and talk about Prince. And he has a new album out. So right. it's like he's he's in the press cycle right now. Yeah. So I'm really thinking and talking about him again. Yeah. And this is coming. This will be coming out in a couple weeks. It will probably be coinciding with um... I believe you're doing something Prince related in the end of August. I love doing all Prince nights at clubs. And I used to do this when I lived in the Bay Area. I did it at the Elbow Room and um, both of them at the Oakland one and the San Francisco one. And they were the best, craziest parties and people would come up, come dressed so good, so well, I'm sorry. And then suits and purple and amazing wings and capes and and high heels and glitter and um, dance all night. When you play Prince all night, you really get lost in a world. And yeah, I don't know. Sorry about that uh, sirens. I don't. I don't know if uh, he ever achieved um, creating a world cinematically the way he did with his albums. I'd say. <laughs> That's fair, I think. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Oh, oh, but let but let me plug my night. Yes, yeah, go for if it. You're I think Santa, yes. If you're if, if you're in Santa Monica and the Delta variant hasn't taken us all over and things are a little safer, then come on out on August 29th to the Circle Bar in Santa Monica, where I'll be playing Prince all night. Woo. <laughs> if I we was going to be there, I would. Oh, if I was going to be there, I would be there. I have a feeling everything's going to shut down, so probably yeah. not. But we'll see. We'll see when I when this comes out. It's fingers crossed. Everybody. Okay. Fingers crossed. Get vaccinated, everybody. Oh yeah, uh, that's what... please. please. Government, yeah. don't yeah. let anybody go anywhere unless they're vaccinated. So long as they're otherwise healthy, and there's not a reason for them not to be. Please, mm -hmm. let's do. Yeah, that. I, I I've seen the places in uh in the bay starting to be oh, vax proof yeah. only at the door and i like oh, that a lot great. and it's 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 pretty rare down here and i've i've been going back and forth with the the venue and really trying to make this happen and i like it i want it i want people places to be like that i guess it, it does seem kind of uh, exclusive but it's a good exclusive it's not like the magic castle or something right. where you have to know a fucking magician to get <laughs> yeah. in it's like no you need to be safe right. okay yeah. okay <laughs> not as cool as knowing a musician a magician fuck um, but getting vaccinated is pretty cool. Um, well, I hate exclusive clubs. Yes. I hate any, like, I hate clubs. Like there's those bars in San Francisco where like, you need to know a password right. and like, fuck that. I, and then I fucking hate the magic castle too. It's like, just let me in there. Okay. This, let me go in. I'll spend money. It's like fucking fuck magic. I, I know you're going to pick my card. Sorry. I'm mad it's right okay. now. <laughs> it's okay. I will say that this is an, ex this is, this is a kind of exclusive club. I do want to go to right. is the Vax card. card. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go only to exclusive yeah. clubs that are exclusively asking for the Vax card. Yeah. yeah. We went to Vesuvio a couple, like a week ago and it was the first time I had been in, well, that's not true. I, I, I was in, Palm Springs and I saw it went to a few places that was like all vaccinated, um, which was cool. But but yeah, I love it. I love that you have to show proof. And, um, and we went to the right spot. Oh, uh, yeah. And just I miss Vesuvio. So I miss North Beach so much. Um, I'm guessing the Bow Bow and Lipo Lounge are probably just letting any riffraff in there, though. I am not sure. Uh, boy. <laughs> well, there's one there's one place out here. I'll give him a shout out. One place out here called Akbar that is doing oh, yeah. uh, proof of back. Proof of Vax only. Yeah, it's like a classic place where like a lot of alternative comedies started, but like now it's just like super gay dance club, and um, it's fantastic. Wow. No, it, there's no shortage of people, and everyone feels a lot safer. So I recommend it to any bar managers listening out yeah. there. 
I, I mean, I really was hesitant to go out until I saw like, oh, vax only or, you know, vax or proof of negative test. And I think, um, yeah, I felt a lot safer. It was nice. But I still wore my mask anytime I was up away from the table and it was fine. Um, I also love that I didn't get a cold in the last, um, you know, 16 months. So would Prince would Prince think that uh, COVID-19 is a pandemic or would he be on the or would he be okay? Would he be on the level? Do you want to do you you (laughs) want to answer that question? Do you want to get into that? I mean, before he passed away, he was on the Tavis Smiley show a couple years before he passed away and he was talking about chemtrails. He liked a conspiracy theory. Sure. And I don't know if I don't know if he'd fall in in I don't know if he'd fall down that wormhole though. I I, ha- I kind of have a feeling he would a little bit. Boy, I hope not. That would be a drag. Um I know. I good thing we will never find yes, out. Yes. <laughs> we have that at least. Yeah, uh, he hated Donald Trump though. He was well, a vocal. See, there you hater. go. That's that's something. Um, I think anyone who he died before he died before he won the election. Right, right. So yeah, he never yeah. got to see right. it. Yeah, so that's that's cool. That's another cool thing about his death. Oh, that's a fun sentence. Oh, to well, out. Okay, all right. <laughs> that, that <laughs> like a, that's a great transition to introduce uh, our movie. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, okay. Uh, well, all right. I was gonna. All right, I was going to try to do this thing cool. I usually have all these handwritten notes that are difficult to read because I write them while I'm drinking. Um, oh, so I want to, before we get to, so we, uh, obviously, we're doing, um, oh, we didn't say what movies we're doing. Yeah, that was just what, that's what we were just oh. talking about, introducing oh, our movies. Why don't I? That's the transition part, George. I know. <laughs> it's surprising. I, have, I think I've had too much coffee that I can't pay attention to anything now. It's, um, all right, so we are looking at two movies, as, as is the premise of the show. Um, our good movie tonight is Purple Rain. And uh, Richard, yeah. what's our not-so-good movie? Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for kicking it over to me. It's uh, our not-so-good movie, but as I will discuss later during mm-hmm. the Under the Cherry Moon section, the better film is Under the Cherry Moon Ooh, uh, between the two. That might be that might be contentious, but I, I think I like Under the Cherry Moon better than I uh, just want to say thank you. Thank you so much because uh, Prince made another movie, a direct sequel to Purple Rain called Graffiti Bridge. And I hate Graffiti Bridge. So thank you for not making me sit through Graffiti Bridge. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to have a more positive experience with you. Um, and I think that often <laughs> the, the second movie that we look at would fall under um, the, the the great horror host, Mr. Lobo, calls them. Uh, she says they're not bad movies. They're just misunderstood. And I think that that's definitely um, at play tonight um time really changes perception of film don't you think um i mean like there wasn't anything to do in the 70s and 80s except watch tv and listen to records and go see movies so people shat on movies when that weren't that bad you know what i mean yeah so heaven's gate for instance it's not that bad is now considered a classic (laughs) well sort of sort of a classic yeah Um, i think it's a six and a half Uh, so we'll have some other stuff to talk about, um, as we go through, um, and Chucky, I think, is it a part of your set that you do at Prince cover? I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Uh, when you were mine, which is one of my favorite Prince songs. And, um, 
I have a lot of I like steal his like style a lot for when I do a lot of other stuff. I mean, I can't I am nowhere on the level musician of Prince, but, you know, he developed a language that was all his own. That's a lot of I mean, this these movies you hear so much. This was his prime him really being a singular sounding artist kiss you know from under the cherry moon who nothing ever sounded like that before um so he has those look like the, the lindrum for instance or just like the real dry production or just like the oh ah! like that shit i steal all that shit you know as much as i possibly can like i'm like the shags of prince <laughs> uh well um with that i think you guys want to get into it you want to start talking to the movies i'll do the all intro purple rain and we'll do it get going okay mm-hmm. Okay, here comes the part where I read an essay that I wrote for my imaginary school. Okay. Hot off the global success of 1999, Prince wanted more. He was five albums into a recording career that built album after album towards superstardom, but it wasn't enough. Audiences who had seen Prince live or had seen his appearance on SNL knew how pretty he was, how electrifying he was as a performer, and how goddamn intoxicating his gaze was. Prince told Bob Cavallo, one of his managers, that he wasn't going to re-sign unless he got a movie deal. Terrified at the prospect of losing such a meteoric talent, Cavallo went to work putting the project together and ultimately produced the film himself. Purple Rain was filmed primarily in Minneapolis and filled to the brim with a Minneapolis sound featuring the Modern Airs, the Time, and uh, Apollonia 6, the formerly Vanity 6. At first glance, the execs at Warner Brothers didn't see Purple Rain as anything more than an expensive boondoggle to appease a rising star. But made for $7 million, this weird little movie went on to gross almost 10 times that and nabbed Prince and Oscar in the process. The film came in 12th at the box office in 1984, which is pretty respectable, being the same year that Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Gremlins, Karate Kid, and Temple of Doom were released. The soundtrack to Purple Rain spent 24 consecutive weeks at the number one spot on the Billboard charts and remains his best-selling album. So um, with all that, uh, let's get into it. Um, Let's talk about Purple Rain. What do you guys think the worst scene in Purple Rain is? Or actually, let's just talk about Purple Rain for a little bit before we get there. Well, I I think I'm a little older than you guys. I'm in my 40. I'm early. I'm 41. So I remember when Purple Rain came out. And it was the biggest thing in the world. It was all over the radio. The Purple Rain and When Doves Cry. Everyone was looking like Prince, dressing like Prince. Prince, like there was men that looked like Prince in commercials, like, you know, it was yeah. just like, everything was print, Prince for Everybody this summer. Everybody had the, and it was, the mustache, the, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he, he was this caricature. We didn't really know that much about this guy. Um, and so it was, it was very huge. It looms very big in my memory of, of a youth is what I'll say pop culture was. Yeah, it was, I think that there was that all of, an, all of a sudden an explosion and it was Prince, and Madonna, like like everyone had the Madonna gloves, and then like guys had a lot of more frills. It was like you were able to be a little bit more, um, I don't know, androgynous. androgynous. That's the word I'm looking for. I was like anthropomorphic. That's not the word. That's not the word. Come on, <laughs> no, Brian. that's not it. That's some furry stuff. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, don't yeah. don't put Prince. Don't are we? Right. Are you saying so, Prince is a furry? Is that what no, you're no, saying, no, George? no, 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 no. I'm saying turn? the the mascot. For um, for the Minneapolis princes uh, is a <laughs> that's that's correct. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, but so just before we get into the movie, yeah, yeah. movie, yeah, just like look looking back to that time, like he was just such a, a cartoon character. Like yeah. now, I, now he's an artist to me, and I know I read books about yes. him, and you know I just know so much about him. But he was just this this joke, like not even a, just like a character. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know I didn't know he played guitar. I don't know. I thought it was fake. You know who knew? Yeah. But it was it was interesting. Just like it truly was an introduction to him to all of us to America. Yeah. You know, especially white America. So we're all roughly the same age. I think I'm older uh, than everybody here. But Chalky, did okay. you? Where did you grow up? In okay, L.A. So, cool. so I, I I remember like I remember like it was everywhere. Eighty four like eighty four Olympics. Yes. And and Prince and Thriller or like I and, and Cindy Lauper and Madonna yeah. too like just boom it's every everyone was every that's all people talked about listened to you yeah know? as a, as a kid I would always my brother and I would always want our mom to like we would drop our dad off we worked in like Burbank and we would drive by the Warner Brothers Studios because they had all those jumbo billboards like on the building and they changed them every month and I remember like for the longest time like the biggest one was Purple Rain and I'm like what the hell is that it's just this guy you know weird um old i mean like i don't know he's like dressed like louis the 14th on a motorcycle and um what a what a look yeah. huh it's it's so it's so dumb yeah sure <laughs> no, you know. he it look it looks really good on <laughs> him though. and he he yeah he looks so cool in this movie morris day in the time looks so cool uh, vanity looks so or apollonia i'm sorry looks so cool like apollonia is very beautiful in this movie yeah yeah agreed i um so both of you grew up in L.A. You described all the things that were around you at that time. Now, I'm, I'm 42, and I grew up uh, outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, in Sevier County. Uh, and here are the things that were around me. Yeah, I'm sure you all remember the 1982 World's Fair. Big deal. Big, huge deal. People love it. Uh, I'm sure you... Now, obviously, Dolly got the the prince of east tennessee dolly parton and she she was everywhere uh as well as kenny rogers he's right there with her uh, of course um what else were we talking about we we're talking about the the yeah how many how many how many guys were dressed like prince uh where you grew up uh, not a lot to, to my memory and we we're talking about johnny majors coach of the university of tennessee oh. volunteers that's oh that was, yeah that we, our, that's our big stuff so you you get that we loved you understand it. we loved him in johnny majors was big in oh majors, oh i'm sure he was people love johnny majors so so i get it is what i'm saying i understand what it was like out there in la uh, it's very similar in East Tennessee. Well, well, I mean, to that point, did you know? Were you aware of Purple Rain? Was it a thing at all? I mean, in I, your... I was definitely aware of of Purple Rain, and I really liked Prince when I was when I was a kid. And my mom is only, as I've said on the podcast many times, uh, my mom is only fifteen years older than me, so she she listened to all the music from the 80s and had me listening to it so she loved prince and so so did i and i saw purple rain uh when i i'm pretty sure i saw purple rain when it came out and all Jesus. i remember is is all of the is all of the i mean they would take me to see anything there were no limits uh for what i could see because they were just for my parents were finally being allowed to go see these things so it's very exciting they could take their child along with them <laughs> and so it's a so i i remember the music uh but that was all i remember from the movie and that was the last time i had actually seen purple rain so it was well that's that's a great thing to remember because let's be real it's not a very good movie yep, and yep. the mu the music is kind of the only thing that keeps this thing alive i would say i i, I have <laughs> one of my notes is that um the dialogue could all just be them reading from the minneapolis phone book and it would still <laughs> be a great movie because the fucking the, the yep. music is so good and like the the musical numbers are so great like the set pieces 
Also, Morris Day is kind of a great actor. Yeah, I was just about to say one thing I would like the one thing I would take away from this, other than all the great music, is Morris Day should be in more movies. He is really good. Naturally funny yeah. as fuck, yeah. right? Like, like, and he's it's amazing. He is just Prince's childhood friend. They did just grow up together, and Jerome. Like, they just were bros, and they are so. I mean, they just ooze talent. They yeah. just ooze some something on screen. All three of them do. I think like even with these terrible scripts, like they just, you, you like watching them, right? Yep. Prince looks great on camera. Oh my God. Morris Day looks, Morris Day looks great on camera. I, and like, I, it's, it's, I mean, that's a huge point to this, that none of these people are professional Hollywood people. These are all just <laughs> music nerds from Minneapolis. Right. You know, yeah. They grew up together. It's incredible. And that's another thing that, that, I mean, this world is magic. It's, I mean, this was, the people that were around Prince making music at the time. This this was Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Mont the time. Like they're that guy who who Billy from right. First Avenue. Right. Like, I mean, these are the people that oh, his big um wrestler looking uh bodyguard is in the movie. Big chick right. is he's in the movie for like th- that was his bodyguard at the time. So like that's interesting to see this actual like snapshot of these important people that weren't professional in any way, you know. It's, um, I think that, I don't know if a movie had ever sounded like this before. Just wall to wall, this kind of stuff. Like occasionally you would get some of this. I mean, you think this and Beverly Hills Cop I had the two best soundtracks of maybe the entire 80s. I mean, when I was a kid, I listened to like the Beverly Hills Cop tape over and over again. Like I think I wore it out. And I don't know why. Oh, I know why. Because this was rated R. So we didn't really have access to prints. And... I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see this until it got on TV, I think. Right, right. Like the TV cut. I remember, I don't even remember um, the fucking sex scene. And I was rewatching this the other night. I was like, holy shit. It's a a very aggressive uh, and very graphic sex scene, I think. Um, Can we talk about Prince in love scenes real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Please do. Okay. I'm. Uh, this goes for both movies and Prince is the sexiest mo- damn motherfucker when you see him live and you listen to his records, but, and you know, I, I'm sure he's great in the bedroom and he is not good on camera when it comes to kissing or making love. It is the most awkward shit I have ever seen. I, I wrote, he's so weird. Yeah, it's like he, it's, it's like he's kissing like he's like, he's soloing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 he made he makes a bass solo. Face. It's not even a guitar solo. He makes a bass solo face when he kisses. He kisses so weird in both movies. Wow, man. I'm glad uh, you all agree with me on this one. <laughs> yeah. I do. It's, it's sort of, I remember I grew up watching James Bond movies and like Roger Moore was my James Bond. And the way he kisses people, it's like he's a vampire. He's like sort of, he's dying and he's like sucking their life essence. Like it's just this really weird hard press with cheeks sucked in. Everyone who's listening, go out and watch all the Roger Moore movies. Um, uh, they're, they're problematic, like all James Bond films are, but his kissing style is something to be seen. Um, yeah, it's sort of like the opposite of Prince. Did did, did you recognize someone in the next movie from uh, oh, yes. Octopussy, oh, yes. by the way? Okay, good. I just want to know. Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. too. That's so great. In, yeah. um, but uh, back to Purple Rain for a second, but like also in Under Trey Moon, but like, Man, he is unlikable. In this oh movie. my god, his character—he's he, such a little shit. bitch, yes. dude. He yes, is. like yeah. It's sort of like, well, like I, if, I've if, got to establish my character. Let me be horrible to every fucking female character I can. Why? I wonder why that was like the cool way to the, the cool choice in this 
period. It's so weird. Um, it didn't age well. Yeah, no. And yeah. neither <laughs> of these films are a feminist manifesto by any stretch. Like if I was a dad, if I was a dad, and they like, I heard a lot of dads in the eighties go like, "Oh, he's such a little bitch." And you know that line in Money for Nothing by that little, uh, uh, he's a mill. They're right. talking about Prince, right? right? I heard so many dads. I would probably say like, oh, man, he's a bitch. I don't like that guy. After seeing Purple Rain, you know right, what I mean? Right. If I was like a dad taking my kids to see the movie. Or right. But he's still going to go home. With, <laughs> the problem is that he's still going to go home with your wife no matter what you think of him. So, you know. I know it's no, true. That is true. But like, you know, like Elvis wasn't like a jerk in his movies. He was like, hey, let me buy a pie for your mama. Right. Like, he was like, <laughs> the night- <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I'm going to talk a little bit about Elvis in the second one. But like, yeah, this is these are like Elvis movies. These are like surrealist Elvis yeah film. they're so dumb <laughs> yeah, like Elvis yeah, movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but elvis had it you just love watching elvis on screen he just has this thing yeah. that you want to oh, see yeah. he lights it up you know but yeah I, that that is go ahead george no you, no, no no you're no, owed no, you're no, at I, least still owed eight minutes no 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 i want to hear what richard yes, okay please <laughs> that, that is the that that is other than prince's treatment of women uh, in the film the worst part is believing that he is this character believing that people are coming to the show and like don't want to see him perform but they don't want to hear his music and then he's just like running out crying and mad that it's that it's <laughs> happening and that they don't like him and it's like that's i can't believe that like that that is so like he's still he's still prince he's playing prince songs i can't believe that the audience is like fuck this guy put on more stay now yeah. i understand wanting more stay to go up that's right as well but not like put on put on the time i don't want to see prince is not is not like a uh, a feeling that i can believe i can't suspend my disbelief long enough to get there uh especially when prince is acting would... the way he's acting i guess if he acted like that all the time i i, I could suspend disbelief and get there but no that would be funny if they played it like that. Like if they played it realistically, mm-hmm. it'd probably be a much better movie where at first Prince was like messing up and his songs kind of sucked or until he got, oh. he opened up his heart to collaborate with Wendy and Lisa yeah, or something yeah. that probably, yeah. probably would have worked. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I want to say we, we can maybe all agree on this, that Wendy and Lisa are fucking incredible, right? The yeah. coolest They're the ever coolest. of all time. Yeah. yeah. The coolest ever. They still are to this day. And if you ever get a chance to see the revolution now, I mean, they're still out there doing it. And they're Wendy has taken the um, the the Prince mm-hmm. role. She's the lead guitar player and the singer, and it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we can get all of them on a future episode. That'd be great. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, people say couples goals. Right. I mean, they're still together. They're still together. They're still together. Come I on. didn't realize that's, that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. Jesus. Wendy and Lisa, they're the coolest. They are. <laughs> um, I, oh crap. Oh, okay. I have a note here. Um, it would be awesome if Prince was as good a ventriloquist as he is a guitar player. Because he kind of kind of fakes ventrilo. Like I think they're faking the ventriloquism. There's no way he's that good. Talk, talk about talk about this scene, George. I want you to describe the scene for the listeners, like theater of the mind style, and <laughs> and, uh, and the choices made by the director and yeah. President. This this there's a lot of little like clown shit in the background, like some porcelain like Commedia dell'arte type masks, um, but. My mom was into that shit in the early 80s, Man. too. I don't know why he like Prince and my mom were into the same aesthetic, I guess. Yeah, I think my my step step grandma had a bunch of that stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, I believe this is was this when he tells Wendy and Lisa that he doesn't want to play any of their music? 
Is that the, the that's yeah. the lead up? And it's a heavy scene. It's like it's actually legitimately important and um everyone is it's sort of like oh the parents are fighting all the other band members are like well this guy's an asshole but he's our meal ticket so it's sort of i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna say anything even though i'm watching all this unfold in front of me and so everyone leaves but prince is actually delivering some very mean lines um via a puppet a little hand puppet is it a dracula (laughs) it looks like a dracula but it could just be a it's a dracula in a code yeah yeah yeah, right. It's, so it's not even his fingers. He's just like popping it up with like a, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a very disturbing puppet. Yes. And mm-hmm. and they have it. So his lips are not moving at all. So either Prince is the greatest ventriloquist of all time, which, I mean, it could happen. Absolutely. Uh, or, or, or was an overdub. Um, is it his voice that is overdubbing it? Because no. it sounds it's a very It's a very high pitch thing. <laughs> Okay, yeah. then it must be him. Um, um, I mean, he did have hidden talents. He was an amazing basketball that's player. That's right. As yes, everyone knows. Right. He was. Uh, well, you see him play a little bit basketball. Well, you see him dribble a little bit in uh, Under the Cherry Moon. So, Yeah, and, he, and you can tell go. he's like knows what he's yeah, doing. Okay. <laughs> I go, fuck, what business did I ever have touching a basketball? Sorry, Prince. I'm sorry. Um, but do you guys, I mean, so I guess I, we're all in agreement that Purple Rain is kind of overhyped. Over, I'd yes. be happy if I never saw. I've never, I never saw it again. You know, I, mean? I, I can't say that just because, like, <laughs> and I'm a huge Prince fan. I, I just, I love. I mean, like everyone who saw this movie, I love the fucking musical sequences. They are so good. The opening is so great. Like, I was electrified, and then I, I really dig the. Um, oh shit! What is the song? It's like the very Wendy and Lisa song. Um, Computer Goddamn blue. Computer blue, yeah. That sequence, um, I was like, oh, this is uh, computer funky. All right. I mean, I guess, I guess that's a good point. Like seeing it in a theater full of people right. where it's really loud right. and really big in that first scene. Yeah. When it first, it's like it always kills. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like I, I've never been at a screening of it, and I've been to like seven hundred fucking screenings of it, um, where people don't applaud at yeah. the end of that scene. It's people are just like ah. So I understand how it took over. America. Every single musical number like then buys it so much more leeway for yeah. all the shit that's about to happen. But then you um, have to watch all the shit that's about to happen. I'm going to talk a bit about yeah. some of that shit right now and get into my worst scene. Yes, please. For for Purple Rain. Um, and pretty much all. Of, well, first, this movie has a joke about a woman having a reverse period, which is uh, which is really something for a movie to throw in that she's nice on her period. I don't really need any period jokes in uh, any film, even if you're saying this woman's nice on her period because you're actually saying that she's uh, not nice when she's when she's not on it. Like period jokes are very very not funny, and uh, they certainly wasn't funny wasn't funny here. The but everything. Just watching Prince pout about anytime I'm seeing Prince not on stage, I am not happy watching watching this movie. Mm. I am not what, happy watching him interact with any human being, which is not true in our next movie where I'm very happy to see it. Prince is not an actor, is not skilled in that way, but he does have a presence. But even if you compare this under the cherry moon, which I shouldn't get ahead of myself and talk yeah, about, yeah. he does have a bit how of dare an you. How he, dare you? I'm, I'm using my time to say how dare you. That's you have every right to do that. Continue I on. Just, 
he looks beautiful. He has a presence, right. but watching him pout and yell and be mad and whine is is not fun. And so, but my least favorite scene of all of them is when he he takes Apollonia to uh, on a motorcycle ride to a lake, and then has a real casting couch or Louis C.K. masturbating moment when he suggests to her that he'll support her her musical career. Uh, support her musically if she were to go through a series of things where she's initiated, and one of which is, is taking a dip in the lake, uh, which is not actually the lake behind them, the lake that he mentions. I can't remember the name of the lake right now. Uh, but It's uh, Lake Minnetonka. Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> and, uh, and she strips down and jumps in the lake, and then he's like, that's not even the lake, that's not Lake Minnetonka. And then just like, Gets off, gets on his motorcycle, heads like, <laughs> off, like <laughs> and takes off, and so okay. then that's very. He does that, and then she is obsessed with him. Buys him a guitar. Uh, their whole relationship is, and Morris Day is also an asshole to her, but at least he's charming. He's mm-hmm. like he's very likable. Like uh, I'm watching her just fall all over herself for Prince, who is, who is just a complete and utter fucking asshole. Uh, through. I movie. mean, you could be you could be murdered in the woods. Right. You could she could have drowned. Yeah. Like uh, you know, a number of things could have. You happened. know where you could also be murdered? A creepy fucking basement where you have to crawl through a window to get to, um, which is where <laughs> Prince lives. That is where that is where he's at. So my worst I, any scene where they're interacting, the two of them, could be my worst scene. But that one because it just really is like uh, yeah. the way he's talking to her, the, everything about it is is uh, I care about you professionally in so much as um you do something sexually uh for me just a backwards backwards way to write a movie and treat a character and just a, a disgrace on cinema <laughs> truly is truly is um so that's that's my that is my worst scene is what happens at the lake all right chalky you want to go or do you want to go last you can go- well i'm I'll, I'll go next just to I'll, I'll knock mine out real quick because it's related to richard's scene and that's um i mean you abandoning a woman at a lake is you know all fine and good until something terrible happens but what's not good is violently violently throwing a woman into a dumpster like oh. just oh my god picking yeah. her up so uh this is a scene that's supposed to demonstrate like what a uh, like a pimp Morris Day is, and this, this Morris and Morris Day and Jerome Benton are walking down the street, and a woman goes, "Morris, you owe me money," or something like that, just being really uh, screechy and naggy at him. And he goes, "Uh, Jerome," and then like flips his collar, and Jerome goes and picks the lady up like uh, body right. slam like, style, like <laughs> like a wrestler, yeah, and 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 violently throws her into a dumpster like it's hard and it's even i remember being a kid going like oof that's not a cool thing to do and um you know you can get diseases in dumpsters you could get bacteria like it probably got hurt so that's my worst scene is uh get a woman gets thrown in the dumpster yeah she probably got scratched up when she got thrown in and then you have like you have like an open wound just having direct access to everything in that dumpster a lot of anger towards women yes. in purple yes. rain which is another reason why it doesn't really hold up that much even for its time it has a lot of anger no you weren't supposed to do this oh no no no, right (laughs) i mean when did never-ending story come out because like he gets thrown in the dumpster twice in the beginning of that movie and the little boy yeah it's like (laughs) if it's not okay for bastion it's certainly not okay for this lady who morris day owes money to um he even owes her money that's a a good pick i i I completely spaced on it I, i probably would have picked that i 
Yeah, I think that the thing that really stood out is that it this is really um, a very unhealthy um, movie as far as uh, the portrayal of women. And um, I will say, I have one other note that Prince eats Doritos in this movie, which was fascinating. I don't know why that I find that fascinating. It's just like, like if I ever saw like David Bowie eating a hot dog, you're like, wow, really? Well, I'm gonna. I don't think it was sponsored content i don't think it was um whatever they call yeah, it paid advertising right. it, it could have been but i don't think it was because you know remember michael jackson did mm-hmm. pepsi and caught his hair on fire michael jackson's on disneyland bruce springsteen even bob seeger they all do commercials sure. i've never seen prince do any sure. commercial before so i don't know maybe but maybe he needed it to for the mm-hmm. budget for the movie i don't know but i doubt it i think he just likes doritos yeah yeah well he's also he's the kid and kids like doritos i mean i remember when i was in high school you know, it's like, I remember the like, God, people were having makeout sessions in ninth grade and it's just like all Cool Ranch Doritos and Wild Cherry Pepsi <sighs> breath, you know? Doritos were invented at Disneyland, by the way. Anyway, hey, go that's on. great. Oh, wow. wow. Um, I miss Disneyland so much. Um, uh, okay, so I'll, I will get to my pick. Oh, before I get to my pick, um, another great actor is in this movie and I would like to say rest in, ple- rest in peace to Clarence Williams III from the Mod Squad and from uh a ton of other great films he's he's terrific in i'm gonna get you sucker um tales from the hood Hood, fucking great he's amazing in um uh half baked he's got one of my favorite lines in the movie uh ah yes cuban b um anyway that doesn't make any sense out of context also wait is it isn't (laughs) prince's parents isn't his mom white and his dad black yeah she's italian or yeah okay both the prince's parents are black in real Mm -hmm. life just so Mm -hmm. you know so i wonder why that choice is hmm or who made that choice. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so I will, I, I also wrote down here, I want a funky ass synth to be the soundtrack of my life. Like just every time I'm doing something, I just want like this era revolution sound synth or like, or even just the music. Like uh, my favorite print song is delirious because it's so fucking like, it's so weirdly funky. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. The coffee is kicked in, uh, and it's fighting with the beer. Um, my pick is. Hey, you, uh, you definitely shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't talk during a podcast. Don't. Uh, you should apologize <laughs> yeah. anytime you're talking. I know. I know. So, we're yeah, we're, we're podcast. The one where it's just like a lot yeah. of pauses. Um, we got to get every so, episode to two hours if we can. That's yeah. everybody so, wants. My pick for worst scene is the Lake Minnetonka scene. Um, I really dislike the hell out of that scene. So. Um, I think we we are in agreement that we like we all do not like the mistreatment of uh, of women in this movie. So we're, we're almost. But Wendy and Lisa and the Revolution and the Time and Prince, they're really yeah, cool. They're really cool. Screen, so. yes, and they also, are. you know, spoiler alert to a film that's um, older than almost any of our listeners. Uh, Wendy and Lisa are um, you know sort of they 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 uh, turn Prince's life around. I think they. They, he finally opens his heart to collaboration and it's a beautiful thing and all is right and he'll never hit a woman again. So it's great, right? That's how it works. And Dr. Fink. And Dr. Fink. <laughs> Fucking Dr. Fink, man. <laughs> I was, I was this earlier today, I was watching Prince's first appearance on SNL from like 81 and like Dr. Fink is just still Dr. Fink and it's just the most white spastic robot while he's playing the keys. It's just like, yep. That's great. He's so good at synth solos, though. Like Prince knew he had something cool going on, you know. 
and he goes, you know, he's one of those dudes. It's an unbeatable, unbeatable sound. Yeah. Yeah. The revolution is so, so cool. And we were lucky to have them and we're kind of, we're lucky to have this footage of them and, and you know what I mean? It's amazing. They're amazing. I would say that, you know, if you don't want to see all the stuff in between, please just watch the, watch the musical numbers in this. It's, it's so everyone's weird. seen this movie, George. Okay. <laughs> and uh, look, it's like the fucking Goonies or something. I know. I know. Like I, I, Princess Bride. It's like, this is the everyone. I just, I, I just have this bad feeling that, that people aren't seeing the right things and not that this is the right thing anymore, but you know, um, anyway, anyway, right, cool. well, I don't think a lot of people have seen the next. No, yes. I don't think they yeah. have. Now, can we take a brief pause before we get to the next film? Yes, um, let's take a brief pause. We'll throw in some ads next. These are not oh, ads. Yeah. They are just they are just ads for friends podcasts. Yes. But yes. uh but we'll take like a two minute break and get a two refill, minutes. go to the bathroom, be right back, and we will continue with the second half Ooh. of the podcast. Fantastic. Well, we don't have regular sponsors here um at worst scene, best scene, but uh we do have a loose affiliation with other like-minded podcasters and um, filmmakers and um, weirdo mutants. Um, so we were just talking about Midnight Run. Um, I also want to mention there is a really great super independent film. By super independent, I mean made for nothing. I mean like pocket change. Uh, this was, this movie came out last year. It was a part of some film festivals. I had the honor, honor of... Um, voting for it at the Scum Dance Film Festival. Uh, but Midnight Run was directed by um, a guy who I like to think of as a friend now, Richard A. Hernandez. And they are going to be putting out a DVD or a Blu-ray of it very soon. So you can find them on Instagram at Ramblings Productions uh, or on Twitter at Ramblings Prod. Uh, check them out. I also want to... Um, as always, mention our friends at Eating After Midnight. It's a great podcast. It's available anywhere podcasts are um, sold for free. And um, also our other friends at Ad Wizards. Uh, they're also available at um, all podcast sources. Uh, Richard, what's that last one? I always mess this one up. The last one is the Infinity Shirt. Infinity-shirt.com. Uh, where you can go and buy a shirt that will allow you to stare into infinity. You should, uh, everybody should have the shirt. It should be, if you've ever heard of the potato parcel, it should be the potato parcel of our era. Uh, it is, it is, uh, it, I own one and I was wearing it around the other day uh, at a campground and everybody who saw it pointed and laughed and laughed. Now, normally that happens to me. But this time it was specifically because of the shirt. It wasn't because of anything else that was going on. So the shirt, one, distract the people from all the other things that you might laugh at that's happening with me. But that's because it was genuinely funny. It wasn't being, wasn't because it was pathetic or something. I don't, we're going too far down no. this road. No, no, no. Infinity shirt is a hilarious thing. Infinity-shirt.com. Go check it out. Yeah. And uh, so Midnight Run, Instagram, Rambling Productions, ramblings productions twitter at ramblings prod eating after midnight uh, on instagram they are just uh, all one word eating after midnight podcast ad wizards also on instagram ad wizards pod oh and also we're on uh, facebook and that's a uh, worst scene best scene and we're also on instagram now at worst scene 
look at us on all these visual mediums uh, as for a for an audio uh, platform. Yeah. There just needs to be a website. I, I don't understand what I said. There, there should be a website where it's just everything on. It's just audio is happening. Is that where we should yeah, list? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that no. a website? I guess uh, Spotify. I, I guess I guess everywhere where you listen to a podcast is a website where audio is happening. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I'll say I had an AOL site and it was just uh, audio clips of Charlton Heston from Planet of the Apes on loop. So that's I think is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> We did it. We did ads. We got through. We got through those ads, and that went just fine. All right, we're back. Let's talk about Under the Cherry Moon, which Woo. is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a for me at least a much more watchable film than Purple Rain. Purple Rain has more music, which is great, and that is very watchable. But as a movie, Under the Cherry Moon is better, and I would say significantly so. But I'll talk more about that here in a second, because at the time it was released. This is was a a huge flop. It is the epitome <laughs> of a flop. Mm-hmm. You have a big music star choosing after after Purple Rain was so huge to make a movie that's completely different. That is that goes from being essentially a mixture of a film with a concert uh, to being a quirky, kooky, kind of madcap, black and white movie that feels like it takes place in the 40s while it's also actually taking place in modern times. Uh, it's his, he di- Prince directed it. Uh, it brought in no money at the box office. It was <laughs> critically panned, and it even tied for first place as the worst film of the year with Howard the Duck uh, in the Golden Raspberry Awards. But... The Golden Raspberry Awards are not always correct. Sometimes movies uh, just do not fit the time in which they came out, or they were so unexpected by audiences that and by critics that they don't quite get it. Uh, Under the Cherry Moon is, I would, it's not a great movie, but it is a good one uh, to me. Uh, and as we've seen before with The Shining, which is a great movie and not just a good one, uh, a movie that people don't like initially can be great. I'm just repeating myself because I have it written in my notes. So why not? Why not say the same thing twice? Yeah. So, I'm not the only person who feels this way. I was looking it up. There is one other person who feels the exact same way uh, about this, and it's yeah. Peter Sobozinski on RogerEbert.com. Hey. And he captures, he captures my sentiments exactly. He wrote this in 2016 and says, If one applies normal critical standard to Under the Cherry Moon, it could easily be dismissed as little more than a vanity project gone horribly wrong. Uh, the screenplay by Becky Johnston, who would go on to write the scripts for The Prince of Tides and Seven Years in Tibet. Plods Oscar nominee. Sorry. Oscar nominee. But it plods along aimlessly and is laden with cliches so hoary that they seem to have been excavated from a museum. The performances are all over the place, ranging from the barely there underacting by Kristen Scott Thomas, who is actually making, as the credits say, her debut uh, here. And she was also nominated by, for a Golden Raspberry Award for her acting. Uh, she was a replacement for Susanna Melvin, Prince's girlfriend at the time. And there was also a rumor that Madonna was going to play her part, but decided not to do it. Um, the romantic chemistry between the two leads is non-existent, which works in the early scenes when Mary is keeping him at arm's length, at, at arm's length, but not so much in the later scenes when they are supposed to be in love. Frankly, there is more genuine chemistry between Christopher and his cohort Tricky throughout, which adds an intriguing layer to the proceedings. And is and there is an insinuation that they have engaged in threesomes with their sexy landlord in order to beat paying the rent. 
It has the effect of making Mary seem like more like the beard than the object of desire. And yet, if you can get past these flaws, and I admit that may be a chore, Under the Cherry Moon proves to be an utterly fascinating film thanks to the multiple contributions on both sides of the camera by Prince. As he demonstrated in Purple Rain, he is not a good actor in the conventional sense, but as a screen presence, he is undeniably captivating. Unlike a lot of music stars, he is able to rethink his mystique in the cinematic terms in ways that are strangely compelling. Uh, Prince... Uh, this it's not just that Prince Prince's acting is much better in this. He's much better at delivering comedy, oh, yeah. I think, than acting like a complete and utter whiny asshole. Uh, yeah. The movie also looks great as it was shot by uh, Michael Ballhaus, <laughs> yeah. uh, who shot a lot of movies for Martin Scorsese, including After Hours, The Color of Money, The Last Temptation of Christ, Goodfellas, The Age of Innocence, yeah. and then uh, Gangs of New York, uh, and then also The Departed. But the movie has a lot of very talented people involved in it. It looks great. Even though the script is, is full of cliches, there are a lot of funny scenes in this. The chemistry is really strong, and it is just nice to see, even though Prince's character is not the most likable person, he is charming. He is funny. He is... It, it's, it's, just, it's just so much... It was such a relief. I'd never seen it until today, as Chucky oh. pointed out. People had not have never seen Under the Cherry Moon. If you were going to be set in front of you and you were told to only watch one Prince movie, I would highly recommend you watch this one because it has aged much better than Purple Rain. Uh, despite, again, some, some things that are not great. It's still funny. It's charming. It looks good. It's got Kristen Scott Thomas. It's a it's a, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good little film. It's not what you would expect from someone following up on their huge hit. Right, uh, but, right. But it is, it's certainly, I would say, Prince's best film uh, that he's made. So anyway, that's my introduction to Under the Cherry Moon. Please, now tell me, what is the best scene in this movie? And what do you Chucky, think about this movie? What do you hate about it? Tell me Chucky, all about it. Do you want to go? You want me to go? How do you want to go? I'll go, all right. Um, I agree. Uh, I read that same thing. Um, I had seen this in bits and pieces a long time ago, and... This last time I watched it, like my jaw was sort of dropped for a lot of it because, like, it's so audacious. It is a very fucking audacious movie, um, and it is absolutely the opposite of of yes. You know what's funny is it's almost like because of Jerome, it's like, oh, is Prince now Morse Day? Um, uh, that's just you know. Yep, yep, exactly. I, I I love I do love the dreamy quality. I love that it's in black and white. I, I think it's sort of, it's like, um, like if if uh, Fellini was trying to make an early Spike Lee movie and also a perfume ad at the same time. That's sort <laughs> of what this movie is. That is beautiful. <laughs> that is that's said. incredible. It's so good, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, let me say this next thing. Uh, it's like an Elvis movie, but weirder and hornier. Um, <laughs> and and it just like I think about like what what could have been like if Prince had gone full Elvis, like Prince as uh, as a um, star diver, you know, uh, as a crab fisherman with a heart of gold, um, a race car driver, uh, a country doctor. You know, just Prince as these weird versions, like like this sort of surreal take on the Elvis movie. I would have been great with 10 more years of that. That would have been terrific. You know, Elvis had a decent film career. He, I don't know that he made a lot of decent movies, but um, 
it would have been fun to see Prince play that out. Uh, that said, we have this. And um, this reminded actually, the one movie that this really reminds me of is there's a last time I was in, uh, this is gonna, I'm going to sound like a real asshole here. Um, last time I was in Paris, France, um, oh. we went to go see. Every time I, oh, I've been to Paris twice, and I love to go see movies. Oh, because, oh, 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 oh my oh, God! Oh, oh. Wow! All right, all right, all right. All right. I, I've never, been, I've never been to Paris at all myself. Just, just saying just, that, just letting you know, everybody. I've never relax, been. relax. I've been to a lot of places, and in future episodes, I'll tell you about all the <laughs> other ones. It's going to be great. Um, That's what you should use your ten minutes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to like just filibuster this thing right now. Um, but oh, I'm, I'm going to create a new segment, uh, which is fancy oh, no. places George has been. Yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> in the yeah. world is George? I can also work on some like really minor league name drops. Uh, that'll be another fun segment. I'm like, oh, I bought a Christmas tree next to Dan Eckward's family. Um, but uh, so whenever I go to when we go to Paris, like there's like this great film community where people go see movies seven days a week. And so we would go to like Matt Mays and it's like us and all the retirees. And it's it's terrific. And so the last time I was there, we went to go see. Um, they had a new print of the Maurice Chevalier, the smiling lieutenant. And if you go back and watch that movie and probably a lot of his films, it is very similar to what Prince is trying to do here, where it's sort of equal parts, um, like charming, suave dude, like a Cary Grant mixed with, um, I mean, we have to put Elvis in there because Elvis was the only, you know, rock star who was able to do that for a long time as a film star. But it's like, but there's also this other part where it's Charlie Chaplin. And I think there's a lot of like Charlie Chaplin and what Prince is doing in this movie. And it's, you cannot write this movie off. It is fascinating. It's, it's totally worth watching. Um, and, um, but it's insane. Like this film is insane. Uh, the, the dialogue is, it's not insane. The dialogue is sort of like, it's a, it's like all, um, it's almost all non sequiturs. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's it's not how humans talk. That's right. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but that see that that this movie isn't such. I mean, there's a narrative plot, but it's so much more right. of a prince, like a visual album. Yeah. In a way, I mean, even though there's barely any fucking prince it's music, it's so in it, weird but, that they uh, mix the music down so low. Yeah. Like there's music. There's music such, all the way through. The but album. You can barely he, hear it. Yeah, the album he made for this movie parade is one of his greatest albums every song's a banger and like all the all the crazy like fusion jazz that's on the score from madhouse his other band that he does it's great (laughs) and you can barely hear it but that being said yeah it's very lyrical and rhythmic yes but not so much like um, like a narrative movie but i I think that's cool because it's him he's directing it it's a it's a it's a prince piece of art you know and it's not like like purple rain trying to be like this is this this is who this artist is this is his life this is like this is a little thing that he worked on and he worked his ass off and he was really into it for a while and that's why we love prince because he made i mean career-wise this was like a totally terrible decision to make but he's an artist and this is what was in his heart and he fucking made it and we're lucky to see it yeah. so yeah yes and this was yeah. this is the start of like this i think this was the <laughs> first of a lot of very challenging decisions that prince would make to like put his label or whoever in the corner like like, hey, look, I want to do this, and I don't want to just keep doing this one straight line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a hard corner here, and um, uh, he, he's one of those people that has been famous since he's been 16. Right, you Jesus, know, right. 
and just he's never had a real job he's never had a real boss and he doesn't know how to live life like a normal person so yeah he's not gonna know like schedules and when you have you know what i mean right. <laughs> he's just he doesn't know that stuff, right you know i think he got i think he got more educated about business side as he got older but back then yeah this was young hung not even hungry print he was already rich man yeah he's just a young artistic prince you know what he i mean was, and who's i'm gonna i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want motherfuckers and i mean this was the top peak of his powers and this is what he chose yeah, to do yeah. how weird is I that mean, that's you know uh, that I mean? that says something that you're not content to just like well i'm gonna do like if he had done graffiti bridge here now i have never seen all of graffiti bridge and I, i'm sort of hesitant to because i don't see the point but um Oh, I, I kind of I'm fascinated by him as a performer. You know, he's maybe not a great actor, but boy, it's, he's it's, got it's hard to sit through. It's okay. difficult. It's difficult watch. But um, to that point, I want to say to Richard, like if you pick one Prince movie to watch, watch Sign of the Times and then watch uh, this one. Yeah. Next. Oh, sure. sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I think that this also I mean, a gun gun to your head. But I feel like this album parade is really sort of like the um, it's like this is there's a shift coming. And then, then you have Sign of the Times mm -hmm. right after that. It is insane how prolific Prince was, like how many great records he put out in a row. And then it's like, well, now I'm just going to get weird. Well, after after Purple Rain was around the world in a day, which was a flop, it, was a, it wasn't right. poppy. Right. No one ever mentions that. Raspberry Beret on it. That's it. Like, they, they, it's mm -hmm. like, that's the one song that people know. And then, and then Parade, it was, like, it was like this astronomical huge album, Parade, or purple rain and then around the world and then this parade which is also kind of weird and itchy and like a lot of people didn't know like what the fuck to do but you know that's when it like the cult started yeah. like oh yeah we could see this guy this guy's not gonna he's not just like michael right you know right. what i mean he's, um, he's the prog he's like uh, so, he's the prog rock of r&b yeah um there's uh this period his live shows were completely on fire too and it's this aesthetic he's dressed like christopher tracy jerome's up there being tricky uh the band looks like the the stage looks like south Africa, but it's his like one of his funkiest tours of all time it's incredible so i recommend watching that and it's cool like like i said there's not a lot of like music there's one musical scene and we'll talk about that mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. i talk about my scene i like but um we'll talk about that when i talk uh, about my scene i like too cool yeah it's like but there's a there's it's very musical and they talk about music a lot you know they talk about sam cook a right. lot it, it's very it's a funky funky movie i think yeah <laughs> it's maybe more um uh philosophically funky than uh funky funky yeah but he, he he's really being himself on camera you could tell yeah. Still super awkward at kissing uh -huh. and, and making also love, making love, kind of though. a dick to women. Um, <laughs> less of a dick. Less of a dick. Still a total, still a total like piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what? Maybe he didn't feel like if you watch Moonwalker or any Michael video, he's like a magic guy bringing magic to children. Right. And like that, that ain't Prince. He was kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what he wanted to play, I guess. I think Prince is more maybe real world than um and then uh michael was more road rules oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right that's prince, prince is the real house prince is the real housewives of new york and michael is the real housewives of Beverly. oh that's that's that <laughs> all these references are things that i barely understand i'm just saying them um <laughs> so but yeah uh, under the cherry moon it's really I watching it for this podcast, I had just a blast. Yeah. And 
I, I was miserable sitting through Purple Rain is miserable, and this was really fun. So I agree, it is a better movie. Yeah. And I think this is the consensus amongst most Prince culty fans like me, like Deadhead people for the dead. <laughs> right. Like they're and I'll tell you what, the Bay Area has the most it's like a cult of Prince really? people in the Bay Area for real. Mm. Oh yeah, I could get into that. That's a whole other podcast. But I think the consensus they're all my friends. I think the consensus there is that like we don't want to see Purple Rain again, but under the Cherry Moon, it's like underappreciated and it's like fun yeah. and funny and you notice new stuff and it's and it's a quick watch it is it is true yeah yeah i I think uh, my thing again is that like the the music is so under mixed that like even when it's in the background you can't really and it's just it's so good like i was listening to it again right before we recorded it's like these fucking songs are are great they're these are killer songs and you can barely hear them and it's his He's being a really, I mean, this is when he was at his weirdest right. singular, singular, like no one sounded like right. him at this time. And I think that the, and it was part of this weird. is like him saying like, well, I'm not doing Purple Rain again, and I'm not going to have the song be up front. It's going to be my acting that's up front, and so let's mix that way down. Yeah. There's not a lot of literature on the making of or the behind the scenes of this. So right. there's not a lot. Right. There's not a lot to go by. Like, what was his motivation yeah. here? What was he trying to say? And like, I know that Mary yeah. Lambert was the original director and she left or was fired or whatever. And Terrence Stamp was originally the dad. And then he quit. But the dad is who, George? Steven Burkoff, um, who yeah. was also in another top <laughs> grocer in, in 1984, Beverly Hills Cop. Um but he had like a Stephen Burkoff had an insane 80s. Like he had, he was James Bond's nemesis in uh, Octopussy, as you pointed out. Uh, he went up against both Axel Foley, uh, Axel Foley in 84 in Beverly Hills Cop. And then he was up against John Rambo in Rambo First Blood Part Two. Oh, First Blood Part Two, yeah. And then um, up against uh, Christopher Tracy in. Um, he's good in this movie. He's fucking yeah. creep. And uh, the my the worst scene in this in this movie is when he's combing his daughter's hair. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, we were watching that. In, in, we were watching that, and Nisha was like, "Like, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just what fathers did in the eighties. If you were, yeah. if you were there, <laughs> I, we were alive in the eighties, and no. That's, <laughs> okay, um, if you say so. <laughs> oh, the, all right. Well, <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's not get into it. Um, uh, so I guess I will... one more point. Hold on, no. one more point. I just want to say is um, Jer- Jerome Benton is so fucking. Oh, he's, Jerome is amazing. Jerome is yeah. I, is Jerome the best thing about this movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think he's the most the clo- the clothes and Jerome. Boy, yes. there's the, okay. There's this this one outfit where it's this cashmere <laughs> um, overcoat, this like floor length cashmere men's overcoat over like silk, which I'm only hoping are cream pajamas. And it's like, I want to fucking wear that every day of my life. Like, that's what I want to wear when I go get groceries. That is Only it. one man could wear that and look well, someone. He, he does not look normal in any of these outfits, though. Like, if you saw that person in the grocery store, you'd be like, what the fuck? Right, you right. Know? Well, <laughs> I feel like Prince and Jerome share outfits a couple times in this movie, and it's fascinating. Um, yeah, the, the author of that article pointed out, some, you know, there's a lot of, like, they love, they love yeah, each other. Yeah, love each other oh, yeah. very like, much. They really... Yeah, and it's it, it's not a secret. It's not even like an undertone. It's just there. Like we love yeah. each other. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just amazing. Jerome is his literal childhood friend. You know, it's just crazy. Jerome in real life, I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so you're not talking about the the fanfic from Under the Cherry Moon with uh, 
<laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Jer- Jerome is just like, just yeah. like Morris. It's just right. these guys he knew from the city that he thought were funny, you know, and he, he just knew they'd be funny. Um, well, geez, should I, should I pick what I think the, my, my best scene is here? Are, are, are we there? Are we, are we good? We're there. Okay. We're there. We're talking about Jerome a lot. Jerome is definitely in my pick. Um, I had a toss up. So my toss up was. Uh, the, the 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 first time I watched this on videotape, I, I maybe didn't even finish it. It was like one of those things, like, "Hey, it's midnight. Let's put on a movie." And so I remember um, Prince is in a bathtub, and Jerome <laughs> is throwing rose petals into it while they talk about like scamming um, Kristen, Kristen, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas. Um, and it was like it just really stood out in my head. I was like, "Wow, wow, all right." And then the other thought rewatching this was um, so he's on the phone with Mary and she's got her little boom box. I forget what the song is she's listening to, but it's really like great. And then he is trying to be coy about it and like is like eating a very stale piece of bread. So there's like, a big, big bread crunch. And he goes, Ooh, <laughs> he does that. Um, that, that uh, <laughs> it's that, that Prince Jibis, uh look, you know, um, like, ooh, I'm a little stinker. Um, so he's I, such a stinker in this movie. I I I, I, <laughs> I like that scene, but I, I have to go Jerome with the rose petals because that sets you up for the tone of the movie. Like, it's going to be this weird, and it's going to be this. Um, uh, what's the word? Amorphous, ambidextrous. What's the thing? Oh, androgynous. Animals. I mean, actually, but it's actually not androgynous. But it's it's just going to be like it's it's a it's going to be a um, this movie is it is what it is. It's sort of a perfume commercial, and it's great. So yeah, my pick is uh, the rose petals in the bath. Underrated or uh, yeah, sleeper pick. I love that. <laughs> That's pick. great. Wow. That's great. It's shocking to people who went to. I'm sure people who thought it was going to be another purple yeah. rain saw that like because it's in the it's, t- it's at the beginning of the movie. They're like, "What the yeah. fuck is?" No, this it's, just, it's just it's just it's just it's just it's just just two tight ass homies like throwing rose petals in each other's back. What the <laughs> that's, fuck? That's what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and that was the that was the moment. Uh, we'll let you go last, Chalky, as as the guest. Mm. I, uh, that was the scene. That scene was the moment that I knew I'm going to like this movie. A lot. Oh, awesome! That's I, terrific. I, I, yeah, I was, <laughs> oh, I was terrific. kind of, I was hedging a little bit when I was introducing it. But fuck that! I, I genuinely love this movie. I think <laughs> I will. Right, all right. Again, I'll watch it again. I think we're with you. We're this both. Is, with you. This is this is just a great. It is a fun film. It's corny. It's goofy. It's kooky. And just to give so before I pick my best, my my best scene here. There's one scene where there are just bats in a restaurant. Oh fuck! I wrote down. <laughs> That's just, I wrote down <laughs> bats. What the fuck? I'm like, they're yeah. just nesting in the roof, and then they see them, and then they start to fly around, and everybody freaks out and runs out. It's like, what? What is happening? I love this. There's another scene where some of some of Kristen Scott, Kristen Scott Thomas's father's goons uh, come and um, and. He oh, sneezes uh, and uh, and and he sneezes on on the, and Jerome sneezes on one of their ties, uh, fake sneezes on one of their ties to distract them, and then and then the and then the the goon says, "Oh no, my new tie!" and, and gets so upset about it that I just can't. 
like, oh no, my new tie. Yells the <laughs> yells this goon in reaction to a fake sneeze. And why would you fake sneeze to distra- to like get them to let you go? It's uh, it doesn't make any sense as an action. So it just becomes this weird, funny thing. And they're getting mad because has he scuffed their loafers? And they're all getting upset. And there's just well, this real those kookiness. loafers are very expensive. I'm they're expensive right loafers, now. no doubt, no doubt. But there's a real there's just a real kookiness uh, to that. But my favorite scene is they're at a restaurant. Uh, hanging out with Kristen Scott Thomas, uh, and they are Thompson or whatever her name is, and and then they are just hanging out at a, at a restaurant table mm-hmm. and, and just having a fun conversation. And then they have a boombox, and Prince gets up and performs a song, which is really wonderful. And something that really ties the scene together for me is that the way as as Prince gets up and Jerome gets up, and Prince goes to turn the boombox on. Uh, and people get up and start dancing. The waiter or maitre d' or whoever comes over to the table uh, to Kristen Scott Thomas and and is mad at her that this is happening. And then she ignores him. So then he turns around towards the camera, grabs the side of his hair, makes a face, and pulls it. He just pulls his <laughs> hair like a four-year-old who was throwing a tantrum would do. And it's like an old man who's frustrated. And it's just this little moment that happens throughout the film, this kind of like kooky little comic moment. Just stops and just pulls his... And he has very short hair. This is not long hair. Imagine short hair. He grabs it. He pulls it. I don't know if I'm selling anybody listening to on it. Like this old man pulls his yeah. hair in this movie. You've got to watch it. Best scene. Oh, you're doing a theater scene, of the mind. Best scene. But it is, I just, that moment, I love it. And then there's a great musical number there that I also really enjoy. So the scene at the restaurant uh, with the, really the one musical number before, before the end credits is my favorite scene. That's, that's what I like the most. That's the one musical number in the yeah. movie, barring the, yeah. the end. Barring, yeah, that's. I'm. I'm so glad you noticed those little weird choices that Prince made because this thing is full of them, and there's too many to talk about. And that's why it's an enjoy, an enjoyable watch. There's just a lot of. He tries to fit in too much, is why it's a mess. So I would put this movie in the category of movies that I know are objectively like bad cinematically, but I just love having on in the background and just they're chill ass movies like Dune or something oh, like sure. that. David Lynch, you know what I mean? It's, it's the same. It's this occupies the same space in my mind. Now, my favorite scene is the same. I was going to say the Rekka store scene, uh-huh. but um, since you kind of took care of it, I mean, I cry every time and this might be cheating a little bit, but I cry every time during the end credits, the mountain when he's reunited with the revolution. And mountains and mountains is such a good song and seeing him with Wendy and Lisa and Fink and, and uh, everyone there and Bobby Z and who's the, who's the bass player, black uh. Mark. I forget. Anyway, um, I should know this. You and, should know. Uh, Don't ask I, me. What the fuck do I know? I knew everyone else. Uh, he's singing in heaven mountains, which is such a beautiful song. And yeah. what a way to cap off this awesome piece of art that he made. So, um, so George picked a, a scene in the beginning. You have to see mm-hmm. Rich picked a, 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 a scene in, in the middle. middle and I picked this in the, in the end. So you have to sit through this. Yep, whole you got to watch the whole thing. Yeah. That is the requirement. That is in fact, <laughs> Uh, that is, in fact, one of two award- rewards you're going to receive today mm-hmm. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The first reward is that you are now required to watch this movie in full. And we will know if you don't. We'll know if you yeah. don't watch it. Uh, and if you don't watch it, at some point, the podcast will just stop playing for you. You'll go to listen to an episode. Uh, sure. I can't tell you when. I can't tell you exactly what date that will be. But you go to play it, it'll just stop playing because yeah. we know you did not watch 
yeah. under the cherry moon in full. We don't have a paywall, but we do have an integrity wall. So we do. Um, you know, yeah. And also get, should yeah. we mention again to get vaccinated? Is that a good time to say that here? Uh, yeah, also get vaccinated or the podcast the podcast will stop playing for you as well. That's good. C- can you guys show me how to see those integrity wall analytics? Yeah, hey, we'll, uh, uh, you know, we'll send you links. To, yeah, we'll, to uh, well, thank you. All right. You can do a thing. Um, so now we didn't agree on the same scene for Under the Cherry Moon. However, we agreed on our, our, our picks made up the entirety of the film. So that's, I think... That's Great. magical. That's magical. And we're not quite done yet because we have our last segment. No. Oh, that's right. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. That's... I was jumping the gun. So I'll, uh, what's that? I'll so... Let's go back. Let's go back. Richard, yeah. uh, lead the way because, um, I'm going to give you some of my minutes. Uh, here's a take a minute and 20 seconds. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. So here for a minute and 20 seconds, let me tell you about our next segment. The next segment is the third and final segment of we're scene where we choose, which is better. The best scene in the bad film or the worst scene in the good movie. Some movies are so good that even their worst scenes will be better than the best scenes in the bad movies they're paired with. But some bad movies have such great scenes that they'll be better than than the worst scene, uh, fairly often, than the worst scene in the good movie. So the question that I have to put before both of you is, what is better to you? And I think I know the answer to this already. The best scene... And under the cherry moon that you selected are the worst scene in Purple Rain. I'll go first. So we've got the uh, the purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka versus <laughs> uh, Prince getting purified in the waters of his bathtub by Jerome's flower petals. It's absolutely under the cherry moon for me. Under the cherry moon is my pick. I have. Um... A woman violently getting thrown into a dumpster versus Prince singing one of the best songs ever written. So I, under the cherry moon. Oh, me. see, I thought you were gonna go purple rain on that, but uh, okay, cool. Uh, and I have, I have an incredibly funny scene uh, from Under the Cherry Moon versus Prince uh, having a woman strip naked, jump into a lake, and then abandon her there at that lake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is God knows how far away from wherever they started from. Uh, I'm gonna have to choose. Under the Cherry Moon, which wow. means we are all in agreement on um, which is better. The best scene in the bad movie, the bad movie in quotation marks, yeah. is better than the worst scene. So since we wow. agreed on that, I think I think our audience deserves a special prize today. Yes, yes. So, you know, we, we like to give out uh, food-based prizes for some reason. You know, we're not a food podcast, but um, so because we've all agreed... Um, Everyone out there is entitled to a raspberry-filled donut at the Donut Prince in Burbank, California. Um, now, mm. now they probably aren't. If you go too soon, they're not going to be aware of this, this promotion. And so, if that's the case, just send us the receipt, and uh, we'll write you a check. And we'll figure all that out later on. But um, I'm down here. I could may, I could pick them up for people yeah. if they want to do local pickup yeah, only in yeah. West Hollywood. That's 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 an investment. <laughs> but also, I think that if if even if you don't take part in this uh, promotion, you should go to the Donut Prince and get their chocolate-filled donut. It is absolutely my favorite donut on planet Earth. So, um, no oh, one okay. said they didn't. You know <laughs> what? You know what? Fuck it. If you if you go to Donut Prince and get a raspberry-filled yeah. donut the week that this mm. podcast episode comes out, word up, word up, and you, yes. we will yes. pay for it. Word we will up. buy we will your donut. You, we will give you. We will a buy donut. that donut. 
Uh, I will for the first hunch for the first hundred listeners. We will we will do that. Zero. So so please feel free feel free to uh, it's, to it's send literally that. just going to be, be my brother who will actually go Dan, to Dan, our frequent guest Dan. Um, That's yeah. who I am speaking so Dan, to, and he will listen to it a hundred. You will listen to it a hundred times and get a hundred free donuts that week. I, I want to. I, I know that we're kind of getting near the end here, um, and I'm sad because I had this weird idea that like. Under the Cherry Moon would be a really great Sega CD interactive game. You know what I mean? Like those, uh, what was oh, that yeah. one with um, like yeah. Corey Haim? And, uh, anyway. Right, like a, right. Alone right. in so the Dark or something. There was like that one. Or there's like those Japan. there's those Japanese oh, Game Boy right. like romance games that are, that it would work. It was work is that like Christopher is trying to con you for your daddy's trust fund. Do you, do you <laughs> let him? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Do you let him, or does he lo- does he love you? Do you lie? Yes or no? <laughs> or uh, see, you give all your money to Jerome, um, or Tricky. Sorry, Tricky. Uh, so, anyway, this has been terrific, Chalky. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we would love you. Yes, thank love you. To have you back. Oh, I had the greatest time. Um, thank you. I mean, guys. seriously, if yeah. there's anything you would like to to cover on a future episode, uh, it would be our absolute honor to have you back. Fantastic. Okay, I'll pitch you some ideas. Um, is there anything else Fantastic. you would like to promote before we end this episode? Uh, follow me at Chalky Funk Wizard on all the socials, and I will be announcing a cool shows, a lot of cool shows soon. As soon as we get out of this uh, oh, yeah. this uh, Delta thing, so I'm um, just. But you want to see these back. shows, so come on down, and uh, I'll, I hope to see you all yeah. soon in person. Um, yeah, this was great. Thank you so much. I'm, so, so what a That's, joy it is to be. Here. Yeah, uh, we want to have you back. Um, God, are you a fan of the movie The Apple by any chance? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I first saw The Apple before it was available on DVD. Ever it was, it was it, yeah one of yeah. when they f- started finding the prints of it. I I saw it in a double feature uh, with yes. Don't Stop the Music, the why uh, the villain. The village and I; those are both. It was the first time I seen either, okay. one, and it just changed my life that night. I remember it very well. I was dancing in the theater, which, by the way, people oh, yes. uh, used to do in the eighties. They used to they used to go see um, Purple Rain. So well, if we do the apple, uh, maybe my, my brother is obsessed with it, and I think that maybe we can do a a, a four headed conversation about that movie. Um, all right, I'm rambling. Cool. Um, so for everybody out there. Um, uh, if we don't love you, we at least like you, and we thank you for listening. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, and that's Worst Scene, Best Scene, or on Instagram at Worst Scene. Uh, Richard, do you have anything you want to say before I say the final words on this podcast? No, I would like you to retake oh, some terrific. of your time. Well, I just have one thing to say to everyone. Um, may you live to see the dawn. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right. I love you, everybody. I say- Someday.